0: The former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has faced some tough questions in his first of two days of questioning at the inquiry into the UK's COVID-19 response. Mr Johnson was in the top job as the pandemic took hold back in 2020 and has been sharply criticised for his decision-making, or lack of it, by experts, scientists and fellow ministers. From the beginning of the hearing, Mr Johnson faced an icy reception as a protester interrupted his apology. Can I just say how glad I am to be at this uh, inquiry and uh, how sorry I am for the, the pain and the loss and the suffering
1: sit down. of please, the please stop. Covid Doctor, victims? Please sit down. Please sit down or I'm afraid you'll have to leave the hearing room. I'm sorry, if you don't sit down, I'm going to ask the ushers to get you to leave. Right, could ushers please? Could you ask them to
0: leave? Now, Boris Johnson told the inquiry that in the lead up to the UK's first lockdown in March 2020, he couldn't grasp how big the pandemic would become. In that period, January really to the to the end of of, of February, um, towards the end of of February, um, COVID was pretty much like a cloud on the horizon, no bigger than a man's hand, and you you didn't know whether it was going to turn into a a typhoon, or not. Well, someone who's been following today's events closely is the BBC's UK political correspondent, Rob Watson. Uh, Good morning, Rob. Um, Are people buying that explanation from Boris Johnson, that he he couldn't grasp the extent of the pandemic at that point?
1: Well, good morning, Corin, and good morning, everybody else. Uh, I think it kind of depends on who you are. I mean, if you're one of those people who's made up your mind that... uh, Boris Johnson was fundamentally untrustworthy, unfit for high office, and sort of fundamentally not really a a very nice guy, uh, then you won't have been convinced. Uh, If you're one of those people who's in a sort of significant uh, minority in this country, think, good old Boris, you know, the poor guy did as best as he could, you probably will be convinced. I think the big question really, Corinne, is, what will the inquiry make of it? I mean, will they, will they be convinced? I mean, there's no doubt that the, you know, fundamental to his de- defence of his government's time in office was to say, look, you know, it wasn't just me. It was sort of everybody, the scientists, people around the world. They just didn't get they didn't have the mindset to imagine uh, how bad this could be. Yes, I guess there's a bit of evidence, though, to suggest uh,
0: potentially otherwise being the sort of handwritten comments on documents, him raising concerns about people blocking beds in hospital, uh, raising some scepticism about long COVID. That won't help his case.
1: No, well, that, so there are, there are, he was really questioned, Corrin, in two separate areas. One, you know, could the government ha- have done any better? Could it have seen... What was coming earlier and that was based on you know what you could see was happening in china what was happening in in italy and what some of the kind of forecasting was saying so that was one line of inquiry the second one I, which is what i guess you're referring to is is, is about him and you know his indecisiveness uh, the fact that he seems to have been running a highly dysfunctional government where people were saying all sorts of truly horrible things about them that i couldn 't possibly say on air uh, and that you know he himself was just a bit sort of flip and just not a very nice person and uh, yeah, and was writing things like uh trolley Brockers and uh, you know these people are going to die anyway covid is is nature 's way of finishing off the old people and i and I think Although he tried to look very sort of contrite and to say, hey, look, you know, these WhatsApp messages, they were, mis- they were written in the heart, heart heat of a crisis. I think a lot of people will, will be reminded of why they perhaps don't like Boris Johnson very much. You mentioned WhatsApp messages. There's a lot of messages missing.
0: Any explanation for that?
1: Uh, not really, other than that when Mr Johnson was asked, you know, had he done one of those sneaky little factory resets, to get rid of it all, he said no. He didn't actually seem to know what a factory reset was, Corin. So there was no there was no real ad- adequate explanation other than him insisting that he that he hadn't done it on purpose. But I mean, in, in any case, enough of the WhatsApps that were read out uh, at the at the inquiry are just so damaging to him one one thinks of the sort of uh, as someone incredibly senior official saying you couldn't imagine uh, a worse bunch of people to be running the country at a time of crisis than mr johnson and his advisors and it was just message after message after after like that i should say by the way you know the, the way he tried to deal with that is to say hey look you know i bet if they'd had whatsapp in the time of mrs thatcher or tony blair you would have found similar things he tried to argue that you know it's a sort of it's a product of people being very tense, of having big egos, of it being, as he put it, a, a time that really kind of frazzled everybody in government and beyond.
0: Yes, this idea of the dysfunction within Whitehall, the uh, the abusive messages, is that unusual? I mean... What are we to read into that? Is that explanation reasonable that this was just an extreme period or was it something else? I and mean, when we heard from like the likes of Dominic Cummings, didn't we, a little bit earlier on in this inquiry, and he certainly didn't miss his words, did he?
1: No, he, he didn't. And, and I guess my answer to your question, Coroner, is what do you think? What, what does everybody listening to the radio to listening to us now think when they've looked at these WhatsApp messages? I mean, do they think that, that people did not behave like that during uh, Mrs. Thatcher's time? I'm trying to think of maybe some colourful prime ministers in New Zealand's history. Was that sort of going on behind the scenes? But we never knew it because uh, we didn't have WhatsApp. I, I don't know. I mean, I think You know, there is a suspicion amongst a lot of people that that is some some pretty kind of swift footwork by Mr. Johnson. But that actually, you know, an awful lot of people that I speak to who who have been close to government really do say that there's not there's been nothing like Mr. Johnson's administration in terms of, you know, egos, uh, bad language, pushiness, aggressiveness, narcissism, you know, you name it. But, you know, as I say, Corinne, it's going to be up to you and your listeners. And I suppose more importantly, in some ways, uh, the people living in this country to make up their Mm -hmm. minds, whether they believe Mr. Johnson's explanation or whether, you know, he and his advisors are are a pretty bad lot.
0: Just finally, it's been interesting watching this inquiry. New Zealand has its own Royal Commission of Inquiry um, that is, you know, ongoing. It's been interesting watching those appearing. They do seem, seem to be, you know, interrogated fairly hard. I mean, the prosecutor seems to be, you know, not holding back. Is that, was that always going to be the way?
1: I, I think so. I mean, it's certainly true that it's that it's very forensic and very insistent, and I think that's because. You know, the idea of this inquiry, uncomfortable though it's undoubtedly going to be for Mr. Johnson and has been and for some of his advisors. I mean, the, the general sort of gist of it is to say, okay, if, if anything like this happens next time, what could we do better sort of what what went wrong and so you know no doubt that will cover things like what do you do if the people in charge at the time are like Mr Johnson you know how could the government and sort of scientists relate better so it's it's about trying to learn lessons basically and I think that's why it's so forensic and and also because you know let's face it Corin just an awful lot of people died I mean a quarter of a million people died of COVID in this country you know this is you know this is an immensely serious matter here as I know it is in other countries too.
0: Rob, thank you very much for your analysis. That is the BBC's UK political correspondent Rob Watson there just commenting on Boris Johnson, who has appeared before the UK's COVID inquiry.